Hello and thank you for checking out the Hopewell Valley Student Podcasting Network, a proud partner of the Hopewell Valley Student Publications Network, where students come together to publish student-driven content to share with the world. This network empowers students to become content creators for all different types of digital mediums. For more student-ran podcasts, blogs, artwork, and content, please check out the Hopewell Valley Student Publications Network at www.hvspn.com. The opinions represent within the digital content are those of the content creators. Now please enjoy the following podcast episode. Welcome to my AP Biology Thoughts podcast. My name is Sarim Razavi and I'm your host for episode one titled Thorman's Early Life. Today, I'll be discussing the early life, academia, and internal turmoils of English naturalist Charles Dorman, who is notable for his scientific theory of evolution by means of natural selection. We all know the name Charles Dorman and his idea that all living things developed and adapted over time as a result of random mutations which gave these organisms traits suitable for their lifestyles. But how did he come up with this idea? The impacts of this theory are massive, as they really show us where all living things come from, and the theory even created divisions in society amongst modernists and fundamentalists. But let's go all the way back to explore the origins of this theory. So in this podcast, I'll be talking about Darwin in academia and his experiences in school, his transition from medicine to a life of religion and faith, and finally, his beginnings in naturalism and his voyage upon the HMS Beagle. I'll be discussing some of his, some of his observations from the trip, the significance of those observations, and finally, why it took Dorman so long to publish his observations and theory of natural selection, and the internal struggle Dorman faced with himself as he was deciding to publish his work. I would like to give credit where it's due, so the information that I'm about to present is courtesy of the New England Complex System Institute, as well as Eric Geis' AP Biology videos. So let's get right into segment one, introduction to Dorman's early life and academia. Charles Dorman was born in Shrewsbury, England, and attended the Shrewsbury School, where he surprisingly didn't do that well. He was very interested in nature from a young age, especially beetles, and he even had a collection of them. His father wanted him to become a doctor. So, Dorman went to Edinburgh Medical School, but he kind of realized it just wasn't for him. He found the lectures very drawn out and boring, and he couldn't stand to watch the surgeries, which were done without painkillers at the time. He left the medical school after two years. His father then arranged for Dorman to study to become a priest or a clergyman. So, he went to Cambridge to study for priesthood, and he actually earned a Bachelor of Arts degree. Likewise, he continued to develop his interest in nature, in rocks, fossils, animals, and plants. He became friends with two Cambridge professors, one of whom was a geologist, and the other, John Henslow, a botanist. At the same time, an around-the-world sailing trip on the HMS Beagle was being arranged by the Royal Navy. The captain of the Beagle asked Professor John Henslow to recommend a naturalist for the journey, and Henslow recommended Charles Dorman, just because he saw how fascinated Dorman was with nature. Dorman left England and went upon this five-year journey. He would write about all of his observations, ponderings, and ideas. So let's get into some examples of what he saw. He visited numerous regions while aboard the HMS Beagle and observed something new and unique from each one. He would then use these observations to form his theory of evolution. In Brazil, he visited the tropical rainforest and was amazed by the diversity of life there, and this is where he began thinking about the diversity of life and different species. He observed animals eating and chasing each other, and also took into account how each animal had to struggle to survive. In Argentina, 
He observed how the grass where the cattle grazed was smaller than the grass that the cattle had been introduced with. This gave him the thought that something, probably the grazing, must have allowed different types of grass to survive and flourish there. In Tierra del Fuego, he was impressed by how well suited the natives were to their harsh environment. He even, he even wrote how nature has fitted the Fuegans to their climate in such a harsh environment. In Chile, he noticed that the rocks in the south were higher above sea level than the rocks in the north, and these were the same exact type of rocks. After an earthquake occurred in the area, he saw that the rocks had been lifted and that marine organisms were high up and dry. So, this gave him the thought that changes in the environments of organisms must cause changes in the actual organisms. So, as you can see, he is clearly developing the idea of evolution and how life evolves and adapts. But it was in the Galapagos where all of his ideas were given true and clear affirmation. The Galapagos was his most famous trip because the organisms he saw here played a key role in his theory. Dormans studied three main species in the Galapagos. So let's start off with the finches, the famous Dormans finches. Throughout the islands, he saw several different types of finches. He saw different types of finch species with different types of beaks on each island, depending on the conditions of the specific island. He saw the finches that ate large nuts had strong beaks to break the nuts open, while finches that ate small nuts had beaks for just cracking these nuts and seeds. Finches that ate fruit and fin finches that ate insects also had different size and shaped beaks. He formed the idea that birds from one species had probably separated to each of the different islands because of some sort of storm or natural disaster. He thought that the finches must have, ha must have had to adapt to their new environments and the, and the available food sources. He also observed that the tortoises looked different from one another, as well as depending on the island and the environments of the island. Some of their necks were short, while some of their necks were longer. He realized that like the finches, the tortoises also adapted to food, so the ones with longer necks reached up to higher vegetation, whereas the ones with lower necks ate vegetation found on the ground. The last main animal they'll discuss are the marine iguanas he saw. He noticed that these lizards, unlike any other lizard species, actually swim to find food. He realized that they had, to, they had to adapt to survive on the scarce food on the islands by eating the algae found underwater. Okay, so then, after his trip, he returned to England from his voyage and spent the next several years cataloging and recording his observations and continuing his research for evidence of evolution. Doran began his research in the 1830s, but his theory of evolution was published in 1859. Doran had waited 23 years to, to present his research. But why? Although there are different theories for why, such as the fact that he was publishing several other books at the time, the most probable theory was his fear over the public's reaction to his theory. At the time, most scientists still believed that all species were fixed and that animals from today had never been different. That's how they always were, because this follows the creation story in the Bible. The idea that animals, including humans, evolved from previous organisms would be called observed and even heresy. Dorman was bluntly stating that God didn't create this beautiful diversity. Science did. The mechanism of evolution did. It was only after English naturalist Alfred Wallace sent him a letter which basically stated how Wallace had observed the same theory or ideas while discovering a different area. He encouraged Dorman to release this theory in the form of the novel The Origin of Species. And so Dorman did just that, and there was indeed an outcry of sorts, with many people calling Dorman and his idea is dangerous, but also some individuals agreeing with Darwin and accepting this possible scientific theory of the origin of life. Charles Darwin was even buried next to Isaac Newton at Westminster Abbey at the end of his life, which really shows how even in his time, he was later thought of as a revolutionary genius. So, 
Now let's dig deeper into Dorman's impact. So in this last segment of our show, I'll be sharing how Dorman's theory has played a role in our ideas about evolution and what that has really meant for us as a whole. Dorman founded this whole new branch of life science known as evolutionary biology. He formulated the idea of evolution by natural selection, the way in which organisms change over time as a result of heritable physical or behavioral traits. These organisms with traits that allow them to adapt better to their environments are more likely to survive and reproduce, passing their advantageous traits genes to the next generation. It's very important to know that Dorman actually knew nothing about genetics or DNA structure, or the fact that evolution can be proven through just comparing the DNA of two different organisms. He had no knowledge of the mechanisms of heredity, but now, because of his theory, and since we have filled in the gaps, we, much, we now have a much deeper understanding of the study of evolution as a whole. Four of his contributions to evolutionary biology are extremely significant. These four contributions are courtesy of Scientific American. The first is that variations arise in species. The second is the notion of branching evolution, essentially implying that a common, essentially applying the common descent of all species of living things on Earth from a single unique origin, a single common ancestor. Basically, two different, two very different species could have the same common ancestor, but then have just diverged and adapted separately, separately to their individual environments. Third, that evolution is gradual, meaning very slow, with no major breaks or discontinuities. Finally. Dorwin reasoned that the mechanism of evolution was natural selection. So Dorwin has really shown us what humans have been wondering their whole lives. His answer to the question of where do we all come from is possibly the biggest breakthrough in science, or at least in life science. His ideas have resulted in a scientific worldview for many individuals. Even those who are very religious cannot deny the clear evidence that lies within the fundamentals of the theory of evolution. And that's a wrap. I really hope you guys enjoyed this podcast on Dorman's early life, his academia, his internal struggles, and his overall discovery of evolution and the impact it has. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to this episode of My AP Biology Thoughts. For more student-run podcasts, make sure that you visit www.hvspn.com. Again, that's www.hvspn.com. Thanks for listening. Appreciate it.